I've asked the Crawls and McMackins to share their story of what God is doing as the McMackins' heart forms for Aurora and a church plant there, and the Crawls' heart forms for Elgin and a church plant there. Thank you, Bishop. Um, I just want to share what God's been doing in our family and our hearts for the last year. Uh, we've always talked in our 10 years of resurrection with leaders here about the possibility of one day resurrection sending the McMackins out to plant a church. And last summer of 2013, Bishop Stewart and our worship pastor Steve met with us and said, we think it's time. Let's start praying about this. So we put a prayer team together and we set aside time to pray. And for six months, we really didn't uh, hear a strong leading from the Lord. And then we started Prayer 100, our 100 days of 24-7 prayer. And at the beginning of that, I preached a sermon here. And the text that was given to me for that sermon was Matthew 5, which says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And the Lord just used that text to, to really just break our hearts for all those people who live in darkness, who, who don't see the light of Jesus shining. And we felt in that passage a confirmation that God has a hill for us that he's going to send us to to plant a city of light. But we didn't know where. We were studying different cities and we had a list, but we didn't want just a list. We needed to hear from the Lord. A few days after that sermon, the pastors here read, we were praying in the prayer chapel, and we were praying over the passage from Matthew 9 that says, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. And spontaneously, the staff gathered around me, and they started praying for Bonnie and I. And they started praying for this church. And Father Kevin had a word. He said, I think the Lord is saying to you, you have everything you need to go. And I said, no, we don't. We don't know where. We don't know where we're going. That night, Bonnie and I prayed about that. The next morning, Bonnie woke up and she said, I think, I think the Lord is speaking. I, I just remembered that Aurora is called the City of Lights. That's its tagline. That's, its, that's what it means. So we said, well, Lord, if you're saying we have all we need, this is all we have. So... This must be enough. We'll obey and we'll go and we'll take a step toward Aurora. And if it's the right place, confirm it and keep opening doors. And if it's not, redirect us. And for the next several weeks, the Lord opened door after door after door. He confirmed it with leaders from Aurora. I I had a chance to meet with half a dozen pastors just a couple weeks after that. And the first thing they said to me, pastors from Aurora, they said, we're always praying to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. And if that's you, come join the team of what God's doing in Aurora. And, and, and leaders here at Resurrection have affirmed and confirmed that word as well. And people have come up to us and said, God wants us to pray about going with you. Where are you going? <laughs> because God is at work. We were spending one of our first days we spent in Aurora. We we're sitting and having bagels and in walks a couple from Resurrection. And we're like, what are you doing here? Like, we live here. We didn't know. And they said, we just had a dream. The wife said, we just had a dream. And Bonnie, you were leading worship in that dream. But it wasn't at resurrection. Not only is God orchestrating these connections, but he's giving dreams and he's confirming it. And we told them, we're praying about planting here in Aurora. And they said, well, we've been praying for a church in Aurora for months. And you're an answer to our prayers. God is at work. 
He's at work because there are people who are far from him who are living in darkness. And God wants to see those people come to Christ. He wants to see them find a home in his church. He wants to see the church be a light to its city. God is working. He's working here in resurrection. He's working in Aurora. He's working in these two plants. We would love to tell you even more about this. I'd like to just personally invite you. We're going to do another informational storytelling meeting in a couple weeks, and Brett will tell you the details. God is at work, resurrection. Have faith. Have faith. Brett's going to share a little bit about their journey. Thanks, Trevor. About a year ago in January, the clergy team invited Julie and I to come and share what the Lord was stirring in our hearts as far as our future call to ministry as part of our continuing to discern ordination. So prior to that meeting, I said to Julie, well, let's, let's pray about this. Let's talk about it. So we spent some weeks praying and talking it through and found ourselves having nightly discussions at the dinner table where we were a little bit surprised, but seeming to get clarity that the Lord was asking us to plant a church where we had kind of felt more the Gideon mentality of we're unlikely candidates. Uh, but it was clear the Lord said, maybe, but will you still go? And we said, yes, we will. We brought this to the clergy team, and we shared what the Lord was doing in our hearts. And there was immediate excitement there. Stuart bounced out of his chair and started buzzing all around the room. If you can imagine that, I don't know. Um, and from that meeting in January forward, we have not been able to stop thinking, talking, or praying about Elgin. And when people talk about the Lord laying something on your heart, now I understand what that means. Pretty soon after that meeting, people were coming to us and saying, tell us what the Lord is doing. Uh, similar to what Trevor shared, we had a couple come to us and say, we're going. We said, do you want to hear more about it? I'm like, sure, but that's not going to change anything. We're, we're going. The Lord's been working in our hearts already. And through that season of 24-7, 100 days of prayer, the Holy Spirit moved in some pretty miraculous ways to bring a unity of prayer words and visions um, with the team of people that were, were up there. The clergy asked us um, when we said, hey, we're, we're going to plant a church. That's what the Lord's laying on our heart. They said, where? And immediately we said Elgin because we'd been at the pastorate for about a year there, growing in friendship, um, seeing the Lord just bring fruit there and also knew that there was a group there that wanted a church to be there. Um, so we knew right away be Elgin. We kind of joked that the McMackens were chomping at the bit to plant a church. They just didn't know where. We never thought we'd plant a church, but we always knew it would be in Elgin. Um, so with that group of other folks who were up there discerning, uh, the Lord brought a lot of images, and I can't share all the stories, but they're principally around this image of a river of living water flowing from the Lord bringing life to dead places, the joy of salvation, the life of the Lord. And uh, as the Lord was confirming that word through prayer image after prayer image and just uncanny Holy Spirit kind of stories, we started saying, "Okay, okay, this is not our doing. It is actually Jesus himself who is planting a church in Elgin, and he's asked us to be the human instruments of that. Um, I'll tell you one of the stories. So Lane Severson's one of the guys up in Elgin. He's been there for a while. And uh, he was talking with a friend who is an older woman, a prayer warrior, part of the Vineyard Church there at Elgin. And she said, Lane, tell me what's going on these days. And he said, well, Joyce, we're actually a group of us asking the Lord, do you want to plant a church here in Elgin? And without dropping a beat, she says, he does. And he thought, okay, tell me more. She'd been in prayer earlier that week, and in prayer she had an image of dried and withered trees along the river, the Fox River. And she came to understand in her spirit that these were 
churches that had forsaken the Lord and become withered and dry, and she was praying for their renewal. And the Lord said, don't pray for that. I don't want you to pray for that because I want you to pray for new trees to be planted, new churches to come to Elgin. Um, So we're hearing these things discerning, and as Trevor said, there's more of a story to tell, and we'd love to tell you the fuller account. So in two weeks, on October 12th, at 1.30, in the children's worship space here at Resurrection, we're going to share the fuller account, both of Aurora and Elgin, and then we're also going to uh, split after that, and if you want to hear more about Elgin, if you want to hear more about Aurora, we'll do some Q&A, so you can ask specific questions. We don't know a lot of the details, uh, but we'll tell you what we do know, and we'll tell you what we don't know, uh, but that meeting is two weeks from today, October 12th at 1.30, so we'd love to see you there. Thank you, Krolls McMackins. Well, Rez, looks like we're having twins. Yeah, that, that's what I'm clapping about. That's what I'm clapping about. That's kind, of a, that's kind of a Rez thing. As a matter of fact, it's possible that in the Elgin uh, church plant, there may be up to four sets of twins. And you always count children when you do numbers of church plants. That's going to be good. Resurrection's been working to help plant churches for the last 10 years. As a matter of fact, over the last 10 years, we've had kind of a relational church planting strategy. When someone that we were in relationship with felt called to plant a church, we discerned it, prayed about it, and sent them out. And sometimes very involved, sometimes less involved. As a matter of fact, I see Father Eric and Jeannie are here. <laughs> Didn't know they were going to be here. And uh, the Olsons were sent out to plant a church up in Kenosha area, and now at the heart of our diocese. We're delighted to have them here with us. But now we sense a shifting as part of this Gideon generation shifting in the Lord from a relational model to a regional model. See, now we're set here in Wheaton. We know where God's put us. And you look at that map and you see Wheaton and you just push out 20 to 30 minutes from Wheaton. And most folks don't travel more than 30 minutes to go to church. Some of you are an exception. You have a whole ring of communities without any vibrant three streams work. A whole ring. And you push out from there as those churches then plant other churches. You have a whole other ring. It just kind of goes and goes and goes by the providence of God and the plan of God. We have some time. Uh, we're at the beginning of this process. We have some time to understand more details, and we'll be giving more to you about timeline and how all of that goes. We're at least a year plus before they'll actually start public Sunday services weekly, and we'll share more details. But I want to be clear with you what you can do now. This began in prayer. It will continue in prayer. So we will pray. As a matter of fact, res fast on the 15th of October. We fast and pray a day um, every fall together, and we pray together that night, meet together that night. That will be October 15th, and that res fast will be primarily not exclusively about our Aurora and Elgin Church plants. You can attend the meeting on October 12th as well to be a part of that. And then also, we just call you to continue to give generously to Resurrection. We'll share more detail about how Resurrection will be resourcing and helping to finance these churches, but they'll be very connected to us, even more than our first five church plants were. So more details about that opportunity will also be coming. And, and don't worry. I, I know it's hard to see such core, pillar, young leadership families like these two planning on going. But, but don't worry. This is what the church looks like. This is how she lives her life. 